Full Service Radio programming is available on our website, fullserviceradio.org, and as a podcast, thanks to Simplecast. For more information, visit simplecast.com. you guys speak viking i do uh, uh what the hell was that a uh, uh, film about that was a great documentary clip from the icelandic goalie i believe yeah was, uh, uh, the filmmaker uh hans thor halderson yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> duh that music is from somewhere else from it's probably like 28 days later or something it is 28 <laughs> yeah. days later oh, oh look shit. At that. well let's talk about 28 days later then very enjoyable Wait. film yeah right it did sound like that yeah, it did sound like it now that you say that yeah. all right well I guess, well, uh, hey. yeah. Hi, we're Sun Cinema. Hey, welcome to we- the Sun Cinema Podcast. It's a weekly radio show that examines the highs and lows of the medium of film through the filtered lens of Washington, D.C.'s only privately owned art house cinema. And I am your host, Jason Cauley. I'm joined by my co-hosts and the proprietors of Sun Cinema, David Cabrera and Ryan Hunter Mitchell. Gentlemen. How are you doing? How's your morning? Uh, it's, it's good, It's a Ryan. hot one. It's a hot yeah. one, Dave. It is. <laughs> so, David, uh, just for Jack or anyone else, David showed up like half an hour ago and then set his computer down. I was like, damn it, we have a delivery. <laughs> so, he had to bike oh, his no. ass out and he just rolled in right now. Yeah. He's like, it's really hot in here. It's <laughs> right? a little steamy. <laughs> and it's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's hot outside. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It's almost summer in D.C. Uh, it's Ugh. feeling like it's well landed. So, this month at Suns, uh, our theme is Waterworld, and we've been playing water movies. David, Trying to cool water off, and man. Water and waters. What, yeah. Well, explain. <laughs> How was last week? Explain through the vehicle of last week and this coming week. Yeah, yeah. Water and waters. Uh, so, actually, the movie on Tuesday didn't really, it wasn't a water-related movie, uh, Tangerine. But oh. they're a juicy fruit yeah, uh, <laughs> that need to be watered. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie was great. I don't oh, know. Have you great. seen Tangerine? Uh-uh. No. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. yeah. All shot on an iPhone. iPhone 5, I think, even. Um, yeah. Cool. No, I, it makes me want to see Florida Project. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. Sean Baker. Cool. Wednesday. Wednesday. We were all there, except for Jack. Yeah, yeah, man, you missed it, Jack. Donna yeah. Slash, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. That last, was... last week's guest uh, star of our podcast, Donna Slash, hosted the night, and it was great. It H- was... Hundreds of nights of movies and, and just cinema at Sun Cinema, and I remember Ryan turning to me at one point, and he's like, this is top five nights Definitely. that Definitely. we've had, and then yeah. I confirmed it again with Dave uh, a few days later. It was so good. 
was so funny. So they yeah, can we we should explain yeah, a little? So bit. So they open up with a uh, they always open up with a an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark or a short. Okay, yeah, or they have some other funny things, yeah, like, like the Anna did. Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably say who Donna Slash is. So Donna Slash is Josh Vogel's song. That is drag persona, right. horror drag persona, IMDb star, Yeah, Donna Slash, and her co-host, Jane, Jane Saw. Saw. <laughs> Which is great. And she yeah. had, oh, I have some not safe for work. Uh, pictures of the camp counselor outfit that Jane saw. Oh, had on. Yeah. She's had a sleep or no, it was a camp crystal lake. Camp crystal lake, and on the back it said camp counselor. Yeah, and then <laughs> just a scandalous bottom. It was great. <laughs> just a plethora of fishnets, and you know. Leather. So those are the hosts. <laughs> right, yeah. those are our hosts for the for the evening. So they're in charge. They're on night duty, and they played this this time. They played an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> Which those are great. Oh, those are so so almost unwatchable. Uh, <laughs> what is it the mon- the ma- ma- manaha the, the manaha. manaha yes. So it's a it's this is a Nickelodeon show set around you know kind of summertime campy type of events with these kids. And yeah, these kids get together every so often and tell stories in the midnight around society. the campfire. Yeah, and, and the story was about this. Uh, Evil Manaha who are spawned from Indian Native American burial ground. It's awful. It basically was like if you stand up to fear, you have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Chapter 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but then they did a, uh, they each did a drag show uh, to a song. That those were just already just way higher caliber than we deserve at Suns. Yeah. And then Sleepaway Camp. To a packed house, and it was, oh my gosh, man. Like, it was, think uh, sleepaway camp with, you know, a big group of friends and two very good comedians in the in the audience just talking over the movie in a perfect way. Yeah, they, it wasn't nonstop. It was just when there was space, they could <laughs> right. chime in with some hilarious additions uh, all the problematic stuff of an 80s horror movie, which oh, there yeah. is so much. If you're not familiar with Sleepaway Camp, it's like 1983. Uh, I, you know, you can't even go into the premise, but it's it's a horror slasher film from 1983 set in a camp setting in the summertime of about that era, 1982, 83. And it's got everything. It's got, okay, Kids die. Yeah. Uh, cooks die. Uh, spoiler. Uh, everyone dies. Counselors like, die. So many people Everybody die. Everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> all good. So it has all the creative deaths. Um, it's got a whole baseball game in there. Yeah. You get <laughs> to watch like a whole baseball game. It is, is like three innings of a baseball but game. It, but with like peppered with amazing disses. Like the one where he's like, hey, how about, are you going to take the bat off your shoulder? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strong. And a lot of the things that became cliches in the later years in the mid 80s and 80 you know late 80s when this was really rampant and all the b movies were really really heavy coming out they were all just stealing blindly or blatantly from sleep away yeah i mean it kind of set the standard for all those boats canoes sports you know anything to do with camp the actual you know Pranks, a lot Active of good pranks. camping, yeah, and the pranks that go into it, but Evil with dead, yeah, with deadly consequences. <laughs> it's so good, and they just made the night that much better. Donna Slash just came in and crushed. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, 
And while watching it, I love Sleep Sleepaway Camp. I hadn't watched it in a while, and it's clearly the main inspiration for Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, absolutely. Like, literally, the whole camp looks. It, the it must camps be intentional. Look very similar. The a characters. Lot of the, yeah, I mean, obviously with different results being a comedy and Wet Hot American Summer, but um, you know, so much, so many of the themes are right there, so close to the to the surface of Sleepaway Camp. It was. Really, really a fun night. I mean, everybody was, was just joy. belly laughing and doubled over and drinking and having a good time. Yeah. And then Thursday. Thursday was uh, The Little Mermaid, the Czech version. How did that come out? A live action Czech version? It's cool. Did you like it? Uh, someone, <laughs> someone was like, I could have used a little bit more plot. Uh, <laughs> I thought it had plenty of. Plenty of plot, uh, but it's more for the viewing. You know, it's cool costumes, cool sets, weird music, cool shots. Uh, yeah, I could have used more scuttle. A little more uh, scuttle. A little more scuttle. Little Sebastian. <laughs> I could have yeah. gone with that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it seemed everyone no was Ursula. happy. Yeah, no. Oh, is the uh, Ursula type character? Isn't there still yes. an Ursula type? But not Ursula. But it's not Ursula. Not based on Define. Not based, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday was Desperate Living. Who directed that? How does that have anything to do with water? It's a John Waters movie, actually. <sighs> I will tell you, man. I, and I, uh, I was waiting for Jack to do like a thing or a thing. <laughs> 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 Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Not good enough. Um, I will tell you, man, those John, early John Waters films, like, whew, they're they're tough. <laughs> they're a lot. They're a lot to handle. There's yeah. a lot happening, and a lot of it's hard on the eyes and and even worse on the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. There, it's De- definitely desperate living is definitely right there in the wheelhouse of that. Who was telling me? Was it was it you that was telling me? That, someone was telling me a story about how they uh, their friend was talking about they were dating someone. And they, uh, oh, we talked about this. So I, go ahead, go ahead. And they brought over uh, pink flamingos and started watching the movie with the <laughs> girlfriend. And then the dad came in, and it was during the like gaping butthole scene. Okay. <laughs> and the then dad, the dad like lost his mind. Lost his mind and like kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh man! See, few films can have such a. Uh, a transcendent I'm experience. Someone told as, me that this weekend. Yeah, I was like, That's that is tough. <laughs> John Waters got this guy's ass kicked. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Saturday night was the host. The host. Host was good. It's cool. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, it was. It was funnier than I thought. Yeah. And just all in all, good. It was like a. It, I had been sold it kind of similar to Jaws. Oh right. There are some similarities, but. Um, not not really in the big ways. There's just a, a monster in the Way water. more over the top. It's more... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaws like, is wait, but Jaws is It is more over the top, <laughs> but it's also a little more sci-fi. It's definitely very funny. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think like if you were to try to pull any theories about what it's representing, it's probably a bit different than Jaws was. Right. Um, but it, I, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Crowd was happy. Yeah. And purple noon. I didn't see it. Purple rain. Purple noon. Purple noon. You guys did. How was it? Oh, it's amazing. 
Um, it's very French. It's French, yeah. Uh, we discussed about how French it was. So this is uh, the French version of Talented Mr. Ripley. Of the Talented yeah, Mr. Ripley. 1960, René Clement, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, Alain Delon. Alain Delon in his most tanned, beautiful He's self. Tan. Yeah, uh, wait, when was this made? 1960. 1960. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, but it's it's all like just... The it's most beautiful backdrops you've ever movie. seen in your life. Yeah. yeah. And just like people scantily dressed in linen and, and looking like perfect in it. Yeah. Uh, Summertime. We talked a little bit about the uh, who wore it better. Yeah. Like, and how we, there's no contest. Yeah. There's a remake. I forget <laughs> Matt Damon. The, what was the remake? What year was the remake? Like 98 uh, or? 90s. Yeah. Late 90s like maybe. That? Yeah. I feel like That's it was definitely question. late 90s. Um, but it was. No question, like the the caliber of of dress 99. and attire. Oh, ninety nine. Okay, yeah. um, and the and the remake's not bad. I mean, like it's yeah. it's not awful. I don't remember it that much, but I enjoyed this more. I yeah, think. yeah. I definitely think this was the. <laughs> it's better funny because it's kind of slow, but it like you know it moves. Yeah, no, I thought it moved just fine. And, yeah, and I was seasick for the first half on the boat. <laughs> Man, I'm telling really? you, there's yeah. some shots. I like that. There's some shots uh, sequences. Not just shots, but entire sequences on the sailboat where I remember sitting there thinking, like, this is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, what totally. they were filming. I, I don't know. care what kind of crew you had around the, that sailboat to, yeah. like, help save lives. You slip, if hit, you need hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, a couple One of bad move. moves, yeah, and you're in real serious trouble if you're, if Damn. you're. The, and the, the stars from, of the film like when he's struggling in the water it's almost like the cameraman was like actually drowning when yeah. they were well, <laughs> the way it's no, shot it, it's just like it looks very panicky if yeah, you if you have some issues with the boats or the water uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you're gonna be almost like you know the equivalent of a, a claustrophobic person getting shoved in a closet at, in this movie. Yeah, one of my friends uh, watched this with his girlfriend, and her dad got seasick and kicked his ass for <laughs> <laughs> watching this. Uh, it, it's absolutely, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things you really should be watched. It's a great summer movie because it, it is, you know, it's just like, I guess it was all was it all filmed in Italy or around the. It Italian all takes coast place in the, Italy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. So, I mean, it was yeah, a lot of cool like seaside Italian. Yeah, I'm sure it's villages. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just great. See it. Skip Ripley. See Purple Noon. Yeah, if you're gonna go back to one of the two, go go see Purple Noon. And tell us about this week. What have we got coming up? What do we have coming up this week? Tonight is uh, when the levees broke. Uh, it's long, but. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's very good. It, it gives like a lot of, you know, historical context of why the community might think that there is like a big engineering of resources to right. not help them, yeah, um, or to create. I don't know. The whole thing is definitely gives a good perspective of how what we think of as natural disasters that just happen out of nowhere, right? Have a lot of human intervention in them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a strong film. Yeah, yeah. In, every, in every respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then tomorrow night, uh, Pharaoh Hawk presents Popeye. Not the movie. Not the movie. Thank God. Yeah. One of the worst movies. <laughs> oh, we should have free spinach. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spin it, have a, make a spinach drink. 
Oh, and then Thursday. It's a good pick, David. Thursday, Fishing with John. That'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, I can tell people about that a little bit. Fishing with John is uh, five uh, episodes, you know, 20, 30 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where uh, musician, actor, director, John Lurie, uh, artist, John Lurie. Artist. He sold his last piece to Anthony Bourdain, actually. Or An- Anthony Bourdain mm. bought a piece off of him, and there's a huge article about it. But Whoa. anyways. Mm. Uh, we don't have it. Yeah, but we don't have it pulled up, so never mind. Uh, yeah, so basically it's him going fishing with a bunch of um, different actors and so forth. So there's one episode with Tom Waits. There's one with Willem Dafoe, Matt Dillon, Dennis Hopper. Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, if you want to not pass a Bechdel test, but in like a pretty cool way, this is a pretty good night. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's the most dudesliest dudes uh, and I get a kick out of all of them. So and they're all really good. funny, and the narration is great. Yeah, and Tom Waits like gives up on it. He's like so over. I think he gets seasick actually. Yeah. Does he get? Seasick? Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, I guess I we'll find out on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, polyester. Ooh. Back to John Waters. Back to John Waters. Yeah. I don't Friday know much nights. about polyester. Um, that one does also have divine, or is that one? Not yes. Have okay, that's when divine's back in it. You yeah. know, I haven't seen polyester. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's good and filthy and... Yes, all that. <laughs> Fail University? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Gotta get We on don't that. know what their theme is this month or... Yeah. It's a comedy show. It's good. Uh, and then Sunday, The Beaches of Agnes. Who uh, directed that one? Uh, Agnes Farda. Ooh. Right? She directed it and it's about her, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, it's, it's about a director named Agnes Farda. French, French new wave. <laughs> French post wave. Oh, maybe she's like French chill wave. Yeah, she's. Yeah. <laughs> and there you have it. We really drew that out. That was yeah, good, guys. That was really good. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Should we? Uh, let's let's take a little break. Can you play? Uh, any chance you could play that foosball clip for us? Since we're in the middle of the world, since we're missing a goddamn World Cup game right now. Oh my God, we can stream the World Cup maybe like while we do the show. I've. Been streaming it. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, great, good job. Here we go. Ball. Foosball. You playing the foosball behind my back? The only reason I'm doing it so so I can go to school. School? You going to school? Ow! I'm sorry, Mama. I wanted to tell you. You old Galavan with your fancy foosball friends at school, while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company except Steve. The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher. You reap the fruit of your selfish ways. You're gonna lose all your fancy foosball games, and you're gonna fail your big exam because school is the devil. Everything is the devil to you, Mama. Well, I like school, and I like football, and I'm gonna keep doing a boat because they make me feel good. I know that was probably talking. I'm yeah. guessing Waterboy is about American football. Uh, Correct. But I figured for all of those, all of our listeners across the pond, they would just think that that was talking about. I never realized how bad her accent was in that film. It's as bad as his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you expect, I hope you Kathy expect ba- a little more from an Oscar winner. But yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I hope that she was acknowledge that she was not giving it her full because. Isn't there a whole thing about Waterboy? Like, no one was going to make it. And Adam Sandler, like, knew this was going to kick ass at the box office. And he, people kept on turning it down. So I think everyone... Maybe Kathy Bates was just phoning it in. She's yeah, like, whatever, I'll get a paycheck off this 
this yeah. dork. <laughs> or she really can't do shit of a, of a not like Louisiana accent. Uh, so if any of you guys watch World Cup, have, is anyone? Uh, no? I've been I just kind of tuning anything. in at random. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Who's a winning? big not who everyone would think. Mexico is kicking ass. They uh, they beat Germany. Um, another big upset was Iceland tied Argentina one one. Ah, harken back to our opening. Yeah. And it was it was a really fun game to actually watch. Everyone's kind of rooting for Iceland. This is our first time playing they're right. like the smallest the first time in the world cup they have like the smallest population out of any team uh and almost all the players up until recently were not full-time soccer players so like the coach is a dentist mm-hmm. uh and he's not gonna like close his practice no right, matter what right, happens. right and then the goalkeeper the what hans thor holderson uh is a documentary filmmaker and he shoots music videos like ikea commercials right right and he blocked Lionel Messi's penalty kick the other day. And it was just brutal. So that's like probably his most famous work now is yeah. him acting as the guy who just <laughs> fucks up Messi's goal. Uh, so that's my whole World Cup coverage and how it pertains to film. I think that's about as far as we can connect this podcast to the World Cup. That's <laughs> a valiant effort. But uh, some other things that happened this weekend other than Saturday's game. For me... <sighs> Is uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead in because I know Jason really wants to give us a uh, Ocean's Eight recap or, or or review. I don't know that I do, but well, I've got thoughts on it. <laughs> so we're gonna get your thoughts. But uh, first, can I tell this little story about how we punked, how we catfished my friend Dan? Yeah, over the weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> we were all looking for tickets for a concert on Sunday, and but we didn't want to pay the full. Ticketmaster. Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam concert. Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams. It was awesome. They all talk shit on Trump and criticize immigration. It was really good country show. But the best part of this is our friend Dan, he's obsessed with Craigslist for free. He's, he scours it all the time. And we were like, you know what? We should just put up some tickets on Craigslist, see if he bites, and then we'll say that they're for free if, you'll, if you're willing to help us move some AC units. <laughs> so within five minutes of posting this, he responded, and we got him on email. He's like, hi. <laughs> so he's trying to get us to call him because he's a real pr- Craigslist pro. He's like, you got to call. And we're like, no, we can't call. So like, we got to think of a way. Anyways, hi, Dan. This is Hank with LSD tickets. I'm in a movie, but got your email. So what we have here is about eight AC units. I have a bad shoulder. Are you a generally strong guy? Yeah, and I have a big van. Are we talking about window units? How many ticks you got? Four ticks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we say we're going to talk to him in a minute when the movie's done. Okay. And he's like, all right. All right, the movie's out. Have you seen the Ocean's 8? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Any good? Well, Sandy Bullock, the girl from Miss Congeniality, she's Danny Ocean's <laughs> sister. He's the fellow from the other movies. She wants to do a heist with all her girlfriends. It's got a lot of twists, but I won't spoil. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, thanks. Gotta love Sandy Bullock. <laughs> a fellow Texan like myself. My friend who I'm going to the concert with runs a little cinema in Mount Pleasant. Maybe I should get him to play it. Or the original version of Frank Sinatra. And then we're Hank again. Love Frankie. You know they used to call him old blue eyes? Okay, I talked to my wife and she said she's just the eight units and a box of junk. She wanted to see if you could come in and help bring down a few things from the attic as well. And this just went on forever. 
<laughs> How long before you let him off the hook? Oh, we're not even halfway through. Like it goes oh into describing gosh. the lamps and TV trays we're gonna grab from the attic. I can't tell what I'm more impressed by: Dan's ability well, <laughs> to like hang in there for some potentially free tickets, or you guys catfishing him. Yeah, it's all a waste of time. I mean, the catfishing actually got pretty funny. Uh, okay, it's five TV trays, a couple lamps, won't be a couch or anything. Blah blah blah. Uh, oh, here's what he says. Okay, great. I'm running some errands for the next few hours, but I can come by this evening. If it's something that'll need more than just me, I can ask my friend Ryan to help after he gets off work <laughs> at 8 or, or tomorrow morning. So I thought he's like kind of aware and dropping right, hints right, to keep right. himself safe, but he really isn't. And, I'm, and then Hank responds, I think he gets off at 5 today, actually, since it's a Saturday. <laughs> and he's like, Dan's like, Oh, yeah, he does. Wait, how do you know that? <laughs> He's like, well, you mentioned some cinema, and I Googled that, and it said Ryan Hunter Mitchell, and then I Googled him. <laughs> and it said St. Martin's, and I looked at their hours because I need a haircut, and it closes at 5 today. <laughs> he convinced him. He's like, well, you were quite the sleuth. <laughs> and then it just keeps on going. At what point does that become creepy if you're Dan? You know, I mean, like, to me, I'm... Oh. I'm a, I'm not probably doing any of this, but <laughs> I'm bailing pretty quick. Probably at Sandy Bullock, Miss Congeniality. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Oh, yeah. we already know he'll put up with so much. I mean, I've had to help him schlep marble. Uh, I've pick, we've picked up, we've carried desks for him. Remember, David and I have. I mean, you always got to go pick up something like lamps for gardening, rain barrel. He's he'll go to such distances, so we kind of knew we could right. bait him along. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, so that's my Ocean's 8 story. You give us the... Yours is better than mine, I'll tell you right now. My experience was sitting in a movie theater for two hours that I wanted back when it was all said and done. Um, womp womp. No, I, listen. If you haven't seen Ocean's 8, please don't go see Ocean's 8. Ooh, um, damn. It's not good. Shit. It's really, really, really not good. Should we have Jen call in? Feel free, I, and I, I I'm gonna back all of this up. If Sandy Bullock uh, is standing behind us, Jack. Tell us while we're on air this time. There's yeah, a great, sorry. there's a great article, and we'll get to it here in a little bit by Amanda Hess in the New York Times. It was in the Sunday New York Times. I sent it to you guys this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it's but, a really good. Read. Uh, she used to write for City Paper here in D.C. Right around She's, the corner. Yeah, you know, friend of the podcast, friend of uh, all things D.C. and and super super cool, very smart writer. And she put out a huge, it was the cover of, of the, uh, I guess this Entertainment section? Yeah, the art section okay. of the Sunday paper. And she just put it, put together a piece that, it was one of those things where you read it and you're like, man, this articulates everything I've been feeling about this movie and about what's going on in Hollywood with the gender swaps, uh, yeah. reboots. Cool. And she just... She hits it right out of the well, ballpark. Give, it, give us your... Uh, yeah, my my take was a, a little more simple. I mean, some I, film. Yeah, just from a, a movie standpoint, it's it's just flat. It's a heist movie. If, if it's going to be anything, if it's going to be nothing but one thing, it should be fun. Yeah. And it's just not fun. Mm. It just sits there like a dead fish on a table. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. And so... I'd had several conversations. We've talked about it a couple of times and, and, you know, just generally upset with it. And she goes into it a little deeper in the sense that, you know, it's not just about 
swapping these women out. You've got to give them yeah. something to do. You can't just say, okay, Sandra Bullock is now George Clooney, go. Yeah. Um, the dynamic shift when you put women on screen is different. And that's okay. That's great. We get some great films out of that. I mean, she mentions Bridesmaids. Uh, as like a, a high mark. As a high mark example, yeah. And when I read that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, it actually is. Like, it's an all-female-led cast with real well-rounded characters and made Melissa McCarthy a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly got Kristen Wiig, you know, kind of into the, oh, okay, she can, she can, like, be a, lead. She can yeah. lead a movie. Um, did a lot of great things for, for women in cinema. And this, this version of Oceans uh, just does not do that. Yeah, she They're, brings up things such as, like, the antagonist still being male roles, which she thinks is, like, a great opportunity to have a really good woman in that role, but that they like to, they still are playing off these, uh, they're always fighting the men in, right. these, in these things. And she thinks that Rob's, or she kind of mentions that Rob's a good role for a woman to play that. Yeah, one, one real interesting piece I thought uh, with Ocean's Eleven versus Ocean's Eight was she was talking about, you know, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm scrolling through trying to find it right now, but. Um, she talks about how you had Andy Garcia as this, you know, casino owner in Ocean's Eleven who turns out to be like a formidable opponent. Yeah. And in Ocean's the Eight. Moriarty, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like he's truly smart. He's dynamic. He's got resources. He's using those resources mm-hmm. the right way to stop these guys. I mean, they've really got a formidable opponent. In uh, this one, the formidable opponent really is two people it's one the the heist is going to be off the neck of um oh my god help me out Anne hathaway Hathaway. and who turns out to be not such a formidable opponent um and she's trying to seek revenge on a guy who put her in prison uh through an art scam who's Nobody. I mean, like, he's just a dude. Yeah, he's just kind of a rat and and ratted her out and kind of an easy mark in that sense. So there's no stakes when you're you're going through it. It just feels like, oh, well, of course they're going to take this guy down. He's a a roop. Yeah. You know, and of course Anne Hathaway is going to be, you know, somehow a bigger part of this story. Uh, So I don't feel, I don't feel that moment of like, oh, my God, can they pull this off? You know, there's at no no time during the movie are you like, oh man, but what about this or what about that? It's all covered. It's all done with relative ease. There's no moment. So they pull it off. Yeah, shocker. You know, I mean, they they pull it off, but they they try to even compound on that. I won't go into like uh-huh. the spoilers of that, but I mean, like they they try to even compound that to say, you know, oh, that's even a a bigger heist than you can even imagine, and it, it just. It's awful. Okay. Uh, and also, to to pull off the big, big heist in the, the whole process, they had to recruit one of the original members from Ocean's Eleven, mm. a male, to pull off the hardest part of the heist in this all female led cast. Yeah, that's that's so, a bit of a, a bummer. Yeah. Uh, there's also a point at which uh, James Corden comes in as the insurance investigator. And it would have been like this great female role, and they gave it to James Corden, and he does come in and like steals the last twenty minutes of the movie uh, because he's so good and he's funny, and I mean it's actually written uh, with good teeth. It's a good character, uh, 
And but it could have been someone else. It could have been any any woman that they wanted to put in that could role. Melissa McCarthy. Could have been Melissa McCarthy. Would have crushed. Would have crushed it. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it's just like all the things that they wanted to do, they didn't do well. The things they did well, actually, I, I know I'm a guy, so I'm, I'm saying this, but like harken mm-hmm. back to like, oh, this is why Ocean's Eleven was so much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm fine with the... Uh, campiness of the oceans like even 12 like it's still a kind yeah. of fun heist to go on because dumb, dumb things aside it has like you're wondering how they're going to pull it off that's it it's because it's fun you know yeah. i mean at the end of the day that's all you you know during a heist film you the stakes have to be real you have to feel like there's a chance they can't do it uh-huh. you know and what the repercussions of that are going to be and otherwise it just needs to move and be fun and this was neither of those things so I liked uh, Amanda's article or the New York Times piece about it, that it's not. It goes over this movie. Yeah, talks about this some is of the, the jumping off point and to then, a yeah, bigger question. It really just jumps off into like recent remakes where you've just seen things switch, such as like Overboard with Anna Faris, which I haven't seen. My mom thought it was still pretty good, uh, but I, apparently they just kind of switched the roles. Anna Faris is like the working class single parent, kind of like Kurt Russell, and then. Uh, what what are some of the other Ghostbusters? She obviously mentions the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Back to School. Oh uh, yeah, which got with, the remake for Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy, yeah. actually, and just bombed. Yeah, uh, so that, that's that's what I take from it, and that's this is my own little thing. It's just noticing how out of ideas Hollywood is. Yeah. Although I'm sure there's tons of ideas with good people wanting to make sure. things, and we're just not giving them the resources, and yeah. maybe they won't make the money back. So it, it, I somewhat sympathize. But it's getting out of hand. It's all just reboots. She also mentions that in this, in Ocean's 8, or in any other movie, that mm-hmm. you have to leave room for this endless reincarnation of the movie. You right. can't close off anything because everything is going to be Fast and the Furious 13. Um, everything is like an, has to be an endless uh, series right now. You've got to leave it open. If, it, if there's ever a chance, even if a movie bombs, they're just going to shelf it for seven years until they can right. like rethink how to take another stab at it to get the to just reuse an old, yeah, exactly. an old model um so I, I have that problem with it i think it obviously the flaws are in yeah not giving more opportunities to new ideas from every from everybody from women men anybody in between we should be just giving more uh resources towards good ideas and new filmmaking people making things with iphones yeah like these are these are the way to have a good cinematic like revival, in my opinion, and the bad way to just like tank movies and make them worse and worse is like keep on making Jurassic World, but all the dinosaurs are female or something. You know, it's just like a it's a mis uh, guided, yeah. you know, kind of a lip service to trying to fix a problem, and it's like, well, there's a this is a really big problem. It's not just these little ones, and just giving women the big roles. Yeah. Though it's important, can't be the answer on its own. And unfortunately, it's like kind of wasting a lot of good talent out there. Well, Look at the Ocean Tape talent list. Yeah, this yeah, movie no, could have kicked it, ass it been, I've seen it. It should have kicked ass. I promise you it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but and she talks about that in the article, too, about just like the female protagonist must be admirable now. And that wasn't the case when you looked at Bill Murray and Ghostbusters or certainly Rodney Dangerfield and back to school like they didn't have to submit to that kind of you know admiration from the audience I want to see Sandy Bullock shoot first 
Yeah, exactly. So she, I'm quoting directly, but she's like, for women, the demand on often manifests itself as a typical female behavior, acting nice and looking it. You know, in Life of the Party, Melissa McCarthy gets a makeover. In Ocean's 8, the female oddballs slip into gowns and strut down the steps of the Met. And, of course, women ought to be good to other women. You know, the rivals in Life of the Party are cardboard cutouts of mean girls who are quickly converted into allies. And the rifts that emerge in Debbie Ocean's girl gang are effortlessly smoothed. And that's true. I mean, like, there is hardly a rift between eight women... You know, getting together. There's a great John Mulaney uh, piece. He's a stand-up guy. He's like, uh-huh. uh, says something about like, you couldn't do. A, a, this is all before Ocean's Eight came out. This is from like four years ago. He's like, you couldn't do Ocean's Eleven with an all-female cast. You know why? Because two of them would be slipping off all the time to talk shit about the other nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a it's a very sexist thing to say. That but, Mulaney. But his point was uh, his. Or the bigger point, but that would have been fun to see, right? Like, the I bigger point that. to the article is like you want some of that. You want a little taste of like what is a true, real female dynamic, or yeah. or just or humans dynamic, together. Yeah. yeah, just humans together. You get eight, nine, ten, eleven humans together. Two of them are slipping off to talk smack about somebody at some point to go, hey, is this really working? Should we be doing this? You know, yeah, I you don't trust so and so. When we talk about David. You if you go back, <laughs> yeah. if you go back to Ocean's Eleven, there is all of that. Yeah, there's all a of that of is in there. Cold feet. Uh, Damon's got cold feet. He doesn't know other. if he yeah. should be doing it. You know, uh, the Elliot Gould character. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> you know, the Elliot Gould character doesn't want to be involved either. I mean, like they they really have to like recruit these guys in to buy into the plan, and then the plan goes sideways when Julia Roberts' character shows up. Uh-huh. That, oh my God, you're only doing this for revenge or to get your wife back. You're not doing this for the real heist reasons. Uh, and they're all slipping off to talk about that yeah. and whether or not this, this is still a good plan. None of that happens in Ocean's 8. It's all friendly and we all love each other. And it takes about two seconds to get the team together. You know? Oh, uh, that's, that's half the fun. Yeah, it's put, half the fun. The it's putting together. the team together. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think. Well, I'm uh, going to go watch that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> please, please do watch it. I, You'll be disappointed. I don't think uh, this trend is going to stop. Uh, if you can see, like, on the upcoming yeah. movies, there's going to be a splash remake. You know, which is going to have Channing Tatum as the Merman and Jillian Bell, who I've seen in World Colleagues. And, like, these actors. Merman. Merman. These actors are so funny and have really good comic ability. Crazy They're good talent. at, like, breaking the fourth wall. You know who they are. Yeah. You know who Channing Tatum is. That's funny to see him doing this. But you could. I mean, I haven't seen Splash yet. I don't know if it'll ever actually get made, but it it's just uh, too bad you're not seeing like a a, a better use of all this talent. Um, yeah, we'll be showing just to just to you know tease next month. We will be showing uh, one of the original Merman <laughs> movies. Wait, which? What? What? I'm, I'm blanking. I'm not even thinking of next month. I forgot what it was. Let's not talk about it. It's a surprise to me too. No, you know. What is it? I'm not even I thinking. just quoted it. Yeah, Zoolander. Come oh. On. oh. Merman. <clears throat> yes. Merman. Yes. He's, he's coming next week? Next Zoolander month? Zoolander will be here. <laughs> yeah. Special guest. <laughs> if you're wondering how Zoolander is going to fit into Sun's programming, just wait and see. Yeah. because We've it got a really good month next month. <laughs> I'll just end the Ocean's 11, Ocean's 8 debate with a yeah, direct yeah. quote from, Sorry, from Amanda Hess. Go for it. Mind you, if we're three guys talking about yeah. 
identity yeah, swap. It feels a little weird. we're assholes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels a Three little weird. You guys have ideas. That's why I'm heavily referencing this article from the New York Wasn't Times. Wasn't that the other title you pitched me on this podcast, Three Guys Have Ideas? Yeah. yeah. Three guys. White guys um, have ideas. <laughs> the men of Ocean's Eleven got to do one thing that the women of Ocean's Eight did not star in a good movie. Ooh. Uh, this. That's it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. Just make good movies. I don't care if it's an all-female cast or if it's an all-male cast or, if, you know, it's your standard mix. Just make good movies. Well, yeah. be- because I have Movie Pass, I'm honestly probably still going to see Ocean Date. So yeah. I'll, g- I'll give you my... Do we have an update on the Movie Pass situation? Well, I actually do want to make a longer-form story about Movie Pass. And uh, the other long-form summer story that we're going to work on is there's a resurgence and some troubles among the faith-based film industry. Um, there's an LA Times article, and I'll get into those later this summer. But yeah, I do want to have like a full... I'm going to study a little bit about uh, MoviePass. I think we can get Rob Kane in for an interview and uh, see, see what his thoughts are. We can have it out. Well, and it'd be good, too, just to see... Because, I mean, I feel like you've had a fairly good experience with MoviePass, right? So far, so good? Yeah, I think so. It's just... it's. It is Movie Pass if you're not aware is just this monthly subscription where you can go see, you know, a, a movie every day. A movie every day and you pay what is it $10 a month something like that yeah, or 10 or 12 bucks. depending when you sign up and if there's a promotion. Right. So but, you end up obviously it pays for itself in like one movie. If, if you, you go, go to, once a month it basically pays for itself. Um I've been managing to go to about two a month on okay. it, which is uh Pretty good, but alongside this article, you know, Movie Pass is helping me see a lot of movies that I probably wouldn't pay for to see right away. Right. But it's reinforcing the idea that I don't know what the hell's going on with movies right now. So um, I've seen some good ones. I've seen a lot. I feel like there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, probably my wife, but we were talking about just how bad it's been this year and how tough it's been to go see great stuff. It just hasn't been, you know, stuff's not at the at the theater that you want to go see. And I feel like there, you get into these cycles, these cinema cycles, and I feel like maybe the early 80s was kind of like this, 81, 82, 83. Where, until Sleepaway Camp came out. Yeah, until yeah. Sleepaway Camp yeah. came out or, you know, whatever. But uh, where you hit these cycles of just like, it's kind of just Hollywood is not connecting with a yeah. cinema audience at all. I mean... And now it's even worse because it's all every everything at the theater is a reboot, uh, a part two or part six, you know, uh, some yeah yeah, some add on to the Marvel or DC universe that kind of thing. Um, And I mean, and the numbers show a lot of things aren't working out. So a lot of things aren't working out. A lot of things like for it's almost a one for one. Now now the seats recline. The seats are so much better. Not Uh, not suns. Our seats still suck. No. There's one or two. There's a couple of good ones, actually. Yeah. Uh, I know we wanted to play the 84 Ghostbusters clip because it's really funny. But uh, since we've just shat on Ocean Day enough, how about we... There's actually a pretty good clip from the 2016 um, Ghostbusters. Maybe oh, we could sure. play out on, on that. If Jack, if you see yeah. that. What a film, the 2016 you Ghostbusters. Know, I, yeah, I didn't not think, good. They tried to make too many jokes. And the first one isn't as joke-heavy. Um, so they're definitely, I'm not like a huge fan of the movie, uh, but it was too bad that it, that had to be the film that like brought us to this discussion, like right, are we backing uh, yeah. women taking leading roles. And like, so I, I'm still a fan of it for that reason. It's unfortunate that it has to be p- 
put into this little box. Yeah. And uh, I think that all the talent in that movie could have been a better movie. Oh, it's so definitely so should have been a better movie. Well, here we go. But this one's pretty funny. And adios. Oh, oh yeah. You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. I'm sorry. My uncle owns a funeral home, not an enterprise rent a car. Hope you checked to see there wasn't a body in the back. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. You didn't check. I mean, I was in a hurry. I, I checked to see if we had gas. That was more important. So there is a body? Let Hosman check. She likes that type of stuff. Yeah, I can think of seven good uses of a cadaver today. No, Dr. Frankenstein. We got to turn in the body if there's one in there. All right. Don't do that. You know what, I say? Let's jump ahead. Uh, Kevin dabbles in web design. And I asked him to throw together maybe a couple of logos uh -huh. for us. Uh -huh. That's you now's say? your moment. Pull it out. Oh, sure. I feel like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Here we go. Okay, so, <clears throat> what do you think of that? Oh. Yeah, you, you do see how this might make us look bad, right? Uh, is it the boobs you don't like? Because I can make them bigger. No, I can see them. Yeah, I can <laughs> definitely see them. You know what? I think it's not always about the end result. It's about the journey. Well, uh, what about this one? <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Uh, I think you might have made a mistake. I don't think that one's for us. Oh, no. No, that's, that's for you. No, I just thought the floating hot dog implies that a ghost is holding it. Uh, your work is more cerebral than I expected. Say some more. I just want to say what an exciting moment this is. Holtzman, I am beyond impressed. Abby, is that comfortable? It's a lot heavier than I expected, and I'm pretty sure it's compacting my spinal column, but... So you're going to want to plant your feet firm, okay? Bend your knees to compensate for the extra kickback. All right, turning the machine on. Ooh, boy, she's got an impressive purr. All right, so that's the target right there. Just put your thumb on that red trigger button there yep. and go to town. Okay. And here we go!